Hi everyone and welcome. This is the Canal Side Media Podcast and today we've got guest Rafi from Canatrek. Rafi, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Rafi, originally from the UK but now living in Melbourne, Australia. I work for Canatrek, a medicinal cannabis company, as their head of finance. Been working with them for the past two and a half years. Wow. Elaborate on the work you've completed for Canatrek during the time there. Sure. So we started up about five years ago and we're working as a fully integrated vertical supply chain on medicinal cannabis, as well as technology to assist patients. We've grown our patient base significantly within Australia and worked towards supplying um, to the UK as well. And out of those services, which which do you think is the, the most like beneficial for users as an organization? Do you feel it's the, the patient focus side or perhaps the technology side? I think it's, it's every part of it. That that was the aim for Caltrack. The aim was to be able to make medicinal cannabis accessible to patients, to those that need it, um, especially when it's an interesting situation within the medicinal cannabis industry where patients are accessing medication already, but through the black market, if we're able to assist patients, doctors, pharmacies to educate themselves and get access, that's really the aim. And that's really the aim. So you've discussed a little bit briefly on obviously that you provide medical services for patients out of um, obviously out of the medications and the services you, you offer, which have you found what to be most beneficial for patients? So with regards to the medication, I, I'm not a medical professional, can't really state which one it is most beneficial. But if you look at the actual products that we supply, um, one of the best benefits of medicinal cannabis is that there's actually an ability for the doctor to be able to tailor the medication for the patient, mm-hmm. whether that's the way that the medication is actually delivered to the patient. So through inhaling oral use capsules or even topical creams or sublingual wafers, as well as the different cannabinoid contents and the terpene profiles that work best for the patient. So at the end of the day, you're looking at a medicine that can be completely tailored to benefit the patient, which is why Canatrek has chosen to have one of the broadest um, product base within Australia so that we can offer doctors that ability to tailor a prescription to patients. And we offer the patients the ability to feel comfortable and confident that they will find something that works for their needs. It's interesting how you said control and the, the doctor has control. So as far as I'm aware, there's a new technologies that are currently being developed that actually allow the doctor to control the vaporizing device that the patient is using. So and obviously that will improve the services and qualities of medications as doctors are aware of how much is being consumed and at what rate is it being consumed. And perhaps is this down to perhaps a lower quality medication or is it perhaps down to the patient being unwell or suffering more with their illnesses so it's interesting how we've discussed control there during your time at Canatrek would you say you've had any major successes you'd like to share? Um, I mean it's kind of a, a, a daily major success we've got something that we we call appreciation bombs within Canatrek where some of the care navigators send through messages from patients or from doctors on a regular basis just to let us know how many lives we're helping one that probably stuck with me the most is one that came through recently, 
about a doctor who's working very closely with patients in a nursing home. And these patients were suffering from anxiety, depression, agitation. They were hitting, spitting at the other care workers, some with Parkinson's. And this doctor has been prescribing some of the sublingual wafers to the patients. And through that, they've been able to take the patients off of their other medication. So patients are no longer taking three or four different kinds of medication. They're taking this one wafer and just the quality of life for these patients and their families that they don't need to come in and see their grandparents or parents in, in a way that doesn't reflect their true life. Now, this doctor is incredible. This doctor actually pays for the first prescription for a lot of the patients to have them to become comfortable with being prescribed medicinal cannabis. And it's just, it's incredible to be part of an industry where on a regular basis, you're meeting these individuals who, who are really genuinely care for the patients that they're there to help. And it's interesting how, again, you mentioned the uh, for as being an alternative medication as those here in the UK who perhaps struggle administering medication or, again, struggle with certain medications that we have access to. Perhaps the alternative option of having cannabis wafers would be more suitable for the patient or for the carer to administer to those who need it. And again, do those wafers come in both monitored with CBD and THC or... Well, at, at the moment, they're CBD only, but producers are looking to develop a THC uh, wafer as well. That's really that's really interesting. So just on that note, and whilst we, we've just briefly discussed the limitations in the medications in the UK, since your time to perhaps traveling to the UK or doing business and being part of the Life Group, what do you think of the current system here and how it works for patients? Do you feel it's a beneficial service and system? Obviously, there are benefits to the system, and it's come a long way from it being completely illegal for patients to access. Um, I think probably the most shocking element of the UK system for us coming from Australia was the fact that it requires a specialist to do the initial prescription. And now you can have the shared care regime where GP works with the specialist after the first prescription. But in Australia, from day one, as soon as it became a legal medicine by the TGA, GPs were able to prescribe as well. So for the patient, that means that they're not forking out huge bills for an initial consultation because they can just see their GP. It's covered by health insurance because it's a regular GP appointment. And the barrier to entry for patients to be able to access medicinal cannabis in the UK is, is much higher than for us here in Australia. I think also the, the limitation on products and the different forms that are accessible within the UK has probably been a challenge for patients there. Those that don't necessarily want whole butterflower, it's harder to access vape carts, for example, or the sublingual wafers, or even capsules. Yeah, so that's, again, on just on that note, as a patient myself, I struggle accessing varied medications and medications which are high in quality and effective. And I'm often left with either substandard or just what we'd call mids 
suitable medication and that still hinders um, me daily. However, again, being able to access the medical cannabis legally and through a prescribed clinician is something that I'm very thankful for. However, you did mention the barrier to entry being there and being prominent and being quite high in the UK. And again, I will say I still feel that is due to the lack of knowledge and the education and support that we have from GPs, as unlike yourself, where you've got the GP's ability to prescribe, there is a no, there's little GPs still willing to prescribe medical cannabis, if any, and are they open to gaining the knowledge and attending sessions to adapt their learning and see if it's a suitable treatment? So there's clearly there is much to be done on the UK side, but it's interesting to see your standpoint from someone over in Australia and who seems to be a little bit further ahead, perhaps in the area of um, effective medications and like you said, the range and accessibility. What was your thoughts of our uh, system? And just again, would you like to see more product improvements and perhaps access for both patients and organisations for yourself to do business with within the UK? Yeah, I mean, it would it would be great to see it becoming more accessible for patients. Obviously, as a business, we are focused on being a profitable business and a successful business. So the more patients, the larger our customer base. But, you know, from day one, our founder, Tommy Harper, has been very focused on patient care. And that feeds through to the entire organization. So if we know that we're able to help more patients, it just makes every day easier. You turn up for work. You get your job done, but you know how many people out there you're actually helping. I wanted to jump back quickly onto something that you mentioned in terms of education of GPs. So one of the things that we did here in Australia was, was help educate a lot of doctors, whether it was by sponsoring courses or providing books to doctors so that they can educate themselves. Very much free service, not something that, that ties you into a contract that you can only prescribe medicinal cannabis or penetrate product. It was just to try and assist doctors with getting to grips with it and becoming comfortable. There's been such a stigma around medicinal cannabis for generations that the doctors need to learn to be comfortable with it, which is often led by the patients themselves talking to doctors, um, but also by the companies working together to advocate for patients, to talk to doctors, to talk to government, to publish different research papers that people are aware of the benefits. And I think within the UK, one of the hurdles is probably that as soon as you're saying only some doctors are allowed to prescribe this medication, that stigma automatically stays. The stigma of thinking it's a more dangerous product than other medication can't be erased unless you say all doctors are able to prescribe it. Mm -hmm. And again, it's uh, just a few things on that discussion. Our, our educational uh, teams that are run here in the UK seem to be all self-funded or self-funded by charities and non-profit organisations who are struggling to stay open and to stay providing this education to GPs and to the public. And it doesn't seem fair that these non-profit organisations are having to give these funds out of their own pockets to the, the society to improve educational services. And again, on that note, I still feel like that perhaps is a major barrier. And it's great to see that in the in broader sense in the world and in Australia, there is far more being done to lower that barrier and again, treat it as a normal medication. 
However, like you've just also said, that there is still a stigma attached because that only some doctors can prescribe. It seems odd that only some doctors can prescribe medical cannabis, yet it seems every doctor can prescribe perhaps um, other Schedule II medications for those with certain uh, disabilities or comorbidities and then it wouldn't make sense why is medical cannabis being treated in such a manner and again I still feel it just comes under this lack of knowledge and this whole stigmatization that we've received for the past however long and it's now obviously time for change so and on that note on time for change what would you like to see for the future for Canatrek? Well for Canatrek I'm I'm an accountant by trade but I'm I'm definitely someone who enjoys dreaming and you know we've had incredible success here in australia and we want to see that growth just continue whether it is access for patients whether it is doctors who are educated and believe in the product and the medicine and for market share within australia then we would love to be able to see canatrek bring our quality product australian grown quality product to the uk to europe and who knows where else that's that's what i would love to see i definitely think it's possible um on the on the previous point about the stigma um and what what canatrek has been able to achieve so when i joined two and a half years ago and i had conversations with people about my new role the conversation usually started in the same way uh, talking about how you've become a drug dealer which is a good laugh and a great conversation starter but now two and a half years later when you mention it the conversation is very different people turn to you and say oh i know about it my grandmother's using it or yes my friend started using it there's much more acceptance of the industry because of that education piece and i think that will happen in the uk it's just maybe slightly earlier on in its stages it's more in its infancy and when the industry is in its infancy the same way that in australia all of the companies work together to advocate for the medication and work to educate the greater population of the benefits the same thing will happen in the uk and is happening between the different groups whether it is the patient advocacy groups whether it is the research groups or the life science companies working together to build some genuine belief in the in the medication that's being prescribed Okay. No, I completely, completely concur and believe in that as well. And it's, uh, I do feel like even though you said in the UK that we're still in our infancy, it was, um, it was the legislation was passed in 2018 that obviously we could prescribe medical cannabis. And it seems that even though we've spent four years sharing patient stories, being prolific in the media, being as prolific as we can about our medical cannabis use, there is still a limitation on us as patients on clinicians on the patient advocacy groups that they're either supporting a medication that isn't suitable for patients or society and that those who do support it should be either diminished or not seen as valuable and intelligent members so there is still a lot here to be done and i think that comes from again a lot of its knowledge and stigmatization rather than the whole barrier to um, conditional access. So as I said, once the um, knowledge grows, I feel like more conditions and more medications will become available. And I myself as a patient do want to see Australian grown products 
here in the UK, and I know we have perhaps others, but I do personally believe the Canatrep products that are available are more suitable, are more effective, and should be able to be accessed by patients like myself. However, there are still limitations that we're still being faced within our clinic, clinics who say that we can only access certain medications down to these, these protocols, which again, is that really having a patient-focused business model, or is it really having a profitable business model which meets correct pricing between clinics and pharmacies. And just on that end, as we as now we we're wrapping up, are there any other items you wish to discuss and share whilst we've got the time? Uh, just a brief overview of our trip to the UK. I think it was pretty incredible meeting the people that we did. There are some real genuine people in the industry who are just looking to help others. I think the number of patient advocacy groups that we met was unbelievable. There's there's so much passion and care for those people out there that it will happen, even if it's frustrating how slow it's happening, but the UK market will get there. The Australian market is going to improve as well. And at the end of the day, it's just a, a better future for the patients that need it. No, I completely. That's a really nice warming statement. And it was honestly, it was great to meet you as well whilst you spent the time in the UK. And I'm hoping that we can see more providers and yourself more here in the UK at events such as Product Earth, that's upcoming, and perhaps other events in the future. And let's hopefully create a thriving and growing industry for not only patients, but for businesses and clinicians who are all trying to provide a plan and a medication that has been so beneficial since time begun perhaps so let's just keep up that drive i think and i just like to close off this and just say thank you for listening and the canal side media podcast is just a neurodiverse podcast which promotes the use of medical cannabis treatments across the world thank you very much for listening thanks jack no worries thank you rafi